Good morning. It is December 14th. It's a Monday, and it's still 2020. I'm Dan Benjamin. Thanks very much for tuning in today. It is important for me to tell you guys how much of a difference it makes when you subscribe on YouTube or Periscope. Uh, it makes a huge, huge difference. So I'm just going to start by asking you to do that. It really helps. Hope you had a good weekend. This is a really weird weekend. It's just such a weird year. I can't wait for it to be done. What do you think? I don't know. So we'll have to see. We'll see what happens. I'm reading the chat. People saying good morning, good evening. Let's hope everything goes nicely with this stream. You know, what's interesting is I get a lot of people watching on Periscope, more than on YouTube. I've talked about this before, and I, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by that. I was talking to Graham over the weekend, uh, and uh, he's like a guru. And uh, he was telling me uh, that uh, I should get a camera, a more expensive camera, so that it can lock in the focus. Because the GH4, I use a Panasonic GH4 camera. And he was saying that... Um, I was complaining because every time that I turn this camera on, you can't lock the focus. I'm sitting here in the same spot every time I do it. You'd think you could lock the focus on the lens, on the camera, and you just turn it on, boom, in focus, ready to go live. No, can't do that with a GH4. It loses focus every time. A GH5 does work. Um, and that is, uh, that is a thing. Uh, but I can't afford another, whatever, 1200 bucks to get one. So uh, I'm just going to have to manually focus. Do you want to know what the process is every single time I start? It's boring, but I'll tell you because that's what we do on the show. We just talk because we're friends. I, uh, I have an iPad here that the only reason that this exists is so beforehand I go, I go over to the back of the camera, turn it on. I put it into Wi-Fi mode. I connect the camera app, the horrible Panasonic app to the camera. So I look at the live feed on there. I tap it to make it focus and then I quit out. And that whole, but that sounds easy, but that whole process takes like five minutes. So five minutes. So what? Well, it's five minutes. I shouldn't even have to spend just lock the focus on there, but you can't do it. You can't do it. I can do it with the crappy five-year-old, piece of junk uh canon camera that i have but i can't do it with this really great panasonic gh4 camera so what are you gonna do they're saying periscope is choppy i i don't know why youtube is clean and periscope isn't i don't know at this point i don't even know but hopefully it's good enough for y'all to watch but yeah i get way more people i'll look at the i'll look at the views on youtube and it'll be a few hundred and periscope will be like way more i don't understand why that is anyway who cares that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the news. And there's some themes I'm going to be talking about today. Um, but let's get some of the basic news out of the way first. Okay. Uh, and that is some, some COVID news, some good COVID news. The first round of U.S. vaccinations are supposed to start today. This is being reported over on the BBC. It's funny that sometimes you get better uh, news and information from the BBC than we do with our own... Uh, local uh, uh local stuff and so for those of you just listening to the audio i'm i'm opening my beer right now uh not really uh so here it is the u.s public will start receiving the pfizer BioNTech coronavirus vaccine today it was rushed through it was approved quickly and there are three million doses of the vaccine that are going out they're saying quote across all states 
starting out, and it says it offers 95% protection. So I want to ask you guys in 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 the chat room, especially, um, what are you guys? Uh, are you guys going to get the vaccine if you can, and will you take it if you can? Or are you going to wait uh, to see if there is, um, you know, people having reactions? Or are you just like, screw it, I don't want this thing. I'm going to go and get it. So I'll, I'll be curious to hear what you guys decide. Uh, to do about that. It will be pretty interesting to see how quickly we can do in this country here what other countries were able to do. But one thing I want to point out, when I went to I went to South Korea in like 2000 and uh, one of the things that I noticed over there was the unity in the general population's acceptance of whatever whatever decisions were made, uh, I guess you could say nationally. And so what I mean by that is they had like everybody had a cell phone over there. This is in 2000. Everybody had a, a cell phone. Even kids had cell phones. And reception worked everywhere. We went out to this ancient like Buddhist temple that was over 2000 years old with these carvings that were like some of the first stone carvings of the Buddha ever. And like cell service was fine up there. It was crazy. And they had like a unified carrier system. They were way ahead. And you're seeing the same thing now in like places like Australia, like the whole country gets on board with what they need to do to get rid of COVID. And here in America, we're like, we ain't going to wear no mask. We don't want to, you know, it's like people have their own, their own thing. And, um, so what do they, what do you guys think, think about that? Okay. So Dominic, uh, says, absolutely. Han says, yep. Uh, Brianne says I would absolutely get one. Ben says I'm a hundred percent getting the vaccine at my earliest opportunity. David says it's going to be a while before I get it, but my parents are going to be getting it soon here in the UK. And, uh, Tyler says hundred percent. I can't wait until I get my jab. And uh, they're asking if I will be taking it. Uh, you know, I just want to see. I just want to see what happens first. Uh, but uh, I certainly uh, don't want to not have some kind of immunity. Uh, okay. So I'm here in Austin. Probably you guys all know that. Oh, Elwin says, I will take it. I think I'll be forced to do it if I want to do MU. I don't know what MU is. Austin. I moved here just under 10 years ago, and I've had a, a great time living here so far. It's been a lot of fun. It's a really, really cool town. It's been great for my business. It's been great to be surrounded by other people who really get tech and and this kind of industry and stuff that I like to do and talk about. Uh, it's a wonderful place to raise kids. It's a great place to be, um, you know, to have a family. It's a great place for singles. It's a great place for uh, careers. And, and I'll tell you what, if you've been paying any attention to Austin real estate, the value is just going up and up and up. Well, so many companies are moving here. You heard about Joe Rogan famously moving here, right? Uh, you've also heard about Tesla. Well, there's some other places, and I've got some links for you here. Uh, Oracle has announced that it is moving its headquarters from Silicon Valley to Austin, Texas. Uh, so the key points as listed here on CNBC are that Oracle is the latest tech company to relocate out of California. And that's the thing. They're all coming from California to right here in Austin. They're saying that uh, coronavirus is a big part of the excuse that tech companies are using as to why they're leaving. Uh, HPE is moving to Houston. But like I said, Oracle is coming and they say that um, 
employees will be able to choose their office location or continue to work from home part-time or full-time. So they're being pretty cool about that. Oracle is implementing a more flexible employee work location policy and has changed its corporate headquarters from Redwood City, California to Austin, Texas. We believe these moves best position Oracle for growth and provide our personnel with more flexibility about where and how they work. Yeah, but that's not the only company. And actually, I've got another article here talking about the same thing uh, that, that, that they're moving. This is on Business Insider. But look who else is moving. Dropbox CEO Drew Houston is moving to Austin. They're saying that it's the latest in a string of high-profile tech moguls. So here's a picture, a nice big picture of uh, Drew, who's going to be moving here to Austin. Uh, his name is Drew Houston, but he's moving to Austin. He'll be moving full-time. And uh, he has uh, got a full-time residence here. He's moving out of the city in California here. And um, they have been talking to some different people. One guy is a startup investor. His name is Keith Raboys. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, who said that uh, he's moving imminently to Miami. Okay. And he says that the state's lack of income tax is a big part of why. Well, we don't have an income tax here for the state in Texas, which is uh, another thing. But our property taxes here are so high. Um, it says California has some of the highest taxes in the nation and is one of the most expensive cities for home buyers. Its median rental price is 2.5 times the national average. It's the most expensive city in the U.S. for renting a two bedroom apartment. Austin's going to be that way, though, if people keep moving here. Uh, it's, it's crazy. So if you're not in real estate, get into real estate. And if you don't own any, buy some, uh, we already talked about this, but I'll say it again. Elon Musk has confirmed this was last week and I talked about it then. Um, he is just over California and, uh, he's, he's coming to Texas. So someone else coming to Texas and uh, here's something that I thought was pretty funny. It's another Business Insider article. They said that there's a Slack channel for Y Combinator founders. So if you don't know what Y Combinator is, Y Combinator is this great sort of incubator for startups and, and things like that. And they said that they had made a Slack channel for people who are moving, for founders who are moving from San Francisco to Austin. It had to be capped at 150 people because there were too many people. Here's a beautiful shot of downtown Austin looking at the Capitol. Now, if you're, if you're watching, which you should be and not just listening, you, you can see this is the Capitol building right here. And it's this beautiful stone building. And I have been telling my kids their whole life that this was carved from a single piece of of stone and we've gone there and they've toured it and every time we go there I said this is was carved out of one giant stone this entire building was carved out of it and they don't believe me and I don't know why they don't believe me about that but they uh, but they don't so anyway uh, yeah what do you think about that that there are so many people Tesla founder like we said Dropbox so many tech companies uh, oh, and HP is Hewlett-Packard Enterprise, for those who don't know. And they were the ones who, like, started Silicon Valley in the first place. It's crazy. Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to be doing these little blipvert ads. So more and more people have, have uh, written in. They want to do these ads. So let me just explain this really quick, what I'm doing here. Uh, I thought that it would be fun to help... Uh, help spread the word about cool companies, but they, you have, so to get in on this, you have to be a listener. And you have to have something that I can tell people about in at like one or two sentences. And I'm, I'm charging like 15 bucks for this. So if you wanted me to do your little ad, 
I'll uh, I'll do I'll do your little ad. And so here's the first one. Uh, get the most awesome URL you've ever had at omg.lol. Five bucks gets you email forwarding, a web page, and unlimited DNS controls for your omg.lol address. Sign up at omg.lol today. Thanks very much to them for doing that. Please stand clear of doors. Dan Benjamin Live begins now. Cost me a, a dollar to get that. All right. Next article, Microsoft Misfit helped lead company into the game market, but he has passed away. This is Eric Engstrom. He was uh, he was one of the guys that basically helped create this technology that's called uh, DirectX. And you may not have heard of DirectX, but DirectX was this really, really cool solution that it, it understood when you when you were uh, playing a game and it allowed them direct access to the computer's graphics card, basically the graphical capabilities. So you weren't really working through the operating system in the way that other games were. But the, the short version is it gave you a better experience than what we what would be a DOS game. So it used to be in the old days that all the good games, you would basically have to leave Windows and then launch them from DOS. Now, that sounds antiquated today, but DirectX was really, really new. And uh, it basically paved the way for the Xbox, if you if you think about it. It led to the creation of the Xbox. And, um, and this guy uh, was a really cool guy, really smart. And he died so young. He was only 55 years old. He died on December 1st. And, uh, and he... He was just a really cool guy, really innovative. He lived out in Seattle, and uh, and he's gone. But we, all of us who enjoy games and a lot of the technologies that we use today, um, owe a debt of gratitude and thanks to him. So if you play on an Xbox or any PC games, uh, he's he's the one to uh, say thanks to. Tyler in the chat says, "I visited Austin in 2008-9, and I regret not applying to UT." Yeah. Um, if you're coming, if you're going to come to Austin, do it now because it's going to be absolutely nuts in just a couple of years. Like really, uh, costs are going to be crazy. This is interesting. Another article on the BBC: The Zodiac Killer Codebreakers have solved one of his ciphers. We still don't know who the Zodiac Killer was, um, but he's never caught. He murdered five people in uh, stabbings and shootings in San Francisco in nine, maybe he came to Austin, I hope not, uh, in the 1960s. And there were three people who cracked this. After all of these years, they finally cracked one of his ciphers. Uh, three people, one was in the United States, one was in Belgium, and one was in Australia. And here is the translation. So this is the, the one of them that they cracked because uh, he wrote in, in codes and weird things like that. Quote, I hope you're having lots of fun trying to catch me. I'm not afraid of the gas chamber because it will send me to a paradise all the sooner because I will have enough slaves to work for me. That's it. That's the whole message. But they were able to do this. They used um, the, one of the guys that did it was a code breaking engineer. And uh, if you want to watch a video uh, about it, that's here going to be in the show notes at uh, danbenjamin.live. So you can go there too find out more if you want to watch that video um this article was sent to me by a listener brianne this is an article that says astrophysicist ron mallette believes he has found a way to build a time machine 
is a University of Connecticut senior professor of physics. He told CNN that he's written a scientific equation that could serve as the basis for a real time machine. He's even built a prototype device to illustrate a key component of his theory. A lot of this stuff, the science of this, is like way over my head. But this addresses Einstein's theory of uh, what's called special relativity, not the general relativity one, which uh, most people know, uh, or at least know E equals MC squared. They might not understand it, including me. But that the theory of special relativity says that if you're, okay, so if you're in a spaceship, and you're traveling close to the speed of light, not at the speed of light, which or beyond it, which they say is not really possible. Maybe it is. We don't know. But if you're traveling close to the speed of light, they say time is going to pass more slowly for you than somebody who's just staying on Earth, right? So, and I'll just read from the article here. Essentially, the astronaut could travel through space for less than a week, and when he returned to Earth, it would have been ten years for the people that he left behind, making the astronaut look like he had traveled to the future. Is this time travel? I think what we think of as time travel is, you know, you step into the little chamber, you dial in the date that you want to go to, you hit the button, right? And then you step out of the chamber and now it's the future or the past or something else. That's time travel. But could you travel through time? I guess if time is moving at a different rate than you or not moving for you at a different rate on the rest of Earth or the rest of the universe, then essentially that is time travel, right? If you could step into a spaceship and be on the spaceship for a few hours or days and get out and time has passed here, it would seem like you disappeared and reappeared in the future. So in that sense, it's, it's time travel. Um, it says most physicists accept that this is probably possible to advance in time that way. Time travel to the past is an entirely different problem. And Mallet, Mallet, thinks he could solve it using lasers. Lasers are a young science. Uh, his idea of a time machine depends on another Einstein theory, the uh, general theory of relativity. According to that theory, massive objects bend space-time, an effect that we perceive as gravity. And the stronger the gravity, the slower time passes. And here's the quote. He says, if you can bend the space, there's a chance that you will twist the space. In Einstein's theory, what we call space also implies time. That's why it's called space-time. Whatever you do with space also happens to time. So he's been studying gravitational fields, and he's been doing all kinds of, uh, of stuff. But, of course, there's people who are skeptical. I like this picture. He looks like a mad scientist. Why would they, why would they use this photograph of him, like, pouring what looks like, you know, dry ice and water into another? Like, that makes him look like a, a loon. So anyway, let, let's see. Uh, but no, uh, d no one's going back in time just yet that way. Um, now, this is kind of weird news, but I was wondering if anybody else has experienced this. Uh, there's an article here on The Verge saying that Apple's iPhone has an aggravating text notifications bug. Has anyone seen this? It says that uh, if you're receiving an SMX tech, text or iMessage from people, but you're not getting a notification, well, you're not alone. There's a lot of people who apparently are experiencing this issue. Uh, they say that it might be just limited. It's limited to like uh, iOS 14 on the iPhone 12. And there's my bud, Neli, talking about it. Uh, he's a cool dude. I remember when The Verge was just starting and I went out there and visited them. And I was uh, on a couple of their episodes in town, which is really cool. Um, on a more serious note. George Clooney has been hospitalized. Let me tell you what's going on. He lost weight for a role in this movie called The Midnight Sky. 
and he was preparing for the midnight sky and he's it's it is a science fiction drama which is great need more of those he's 59 years old and he had stomach pains and he was rushed to the hospital i'm very worried about him but he said he's going to be okay but they think it was his diet he says quote i think i was trying too hard to lose the weight quickly and probably wasn't taking care of myself he apparently is playing a cancer-stricken scientist uh who opposite Felicity Jones is trying to solve some kind of global catastrophe. Um, and uh, he, he says, I grew a big, ugly beard. Here's a picture of him with the beard. I grew a big, ugly beard and my son Alexander loved it because he'd hide things in it, which I wouldn't know about until I got to work. And I'd be like, Oh, there's a popsicle stick stuck in my beard. Uh, I'm not going to show you the trailer to the movie, but uh, it's there, and uh, you can go check that out in the show notes. Looks like a good movie. Speaking of space, uh, the meteor shower, which I have always pronounced Geminids, Geminids, and they're saying the stream is lagging. I'm sorry the stream is lagging for you. I I don't know what to do about that. You know what I'm going to have to start doing is I'm going to have to start uh, I'm going to have to start like rebooting the freaking router before I go live every time because it rained over the weekend. It rained over the weekend. So what are you going to do? Anyway, there is a meteor shower here and uh, it is the best way to watch it. It starts uh, usually it's between the 4th and the 17th of December. But a Sunday and Monday night, so last night and then tonight, you're going to be able to see about 120 meteors per hour traveling at 22 miles per second. And so uh, they think it's going to be better this year because there's also a new moon, so the skies will be even darker. So if you want to know when to go out, you're going to have to go out between about 9 and 10 p.m. if you're in the northern hemisphere. Try to be away from streetlights. And, uh, and, and go and check that out. Now, I can't, guys, I'm sorry you're complaining about the stream. I, I can't do anything about the stream because if I hit stop, it's going to screw everything up. It's going to screw everything up. So I'm sorry if it's lagging. I apologize. It's, what can I do? I rely on these different services. If all of you guys switched over to YouTube, I didn't have to stream it to Twitch and Periscope and YouTube. It would probably be a little better. I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying here for you guys. Uh, let me tell you about, oh, before I do it, I've got another, uh, before I tell you about Jay-Z, I've got another spot to do. High-intensity interval training will take your home workouts to the next level. Tell Coach Hans the equipment you have, and he'll develop 30 days of new workouts you'd never do yourself. Hashtag hit by Hans, which is H-I-I-T, and sign up in in pursuit training slash DB Live. So in pursuit.training slash DB Live. Thanks very much for that one. Dan Benjamin live. Not the news you wanted, but the news you deserve. All right. So that uh, I paid a dollar for that. Let me talk about Jay-Z. Jay-Z is selling $50 hand-rolled joints for stoners with money to burn. Uh, He announced his monogram uh, business and its first product are hand-rolled joints. Is there another kind? Are there machine-rolled joints? For $50 a piece. $50. $50. Uh, The product is called the OG Hand Roll. It is a 1.5-gram joint rolled by highly trained artisans. And uh, he says that it's just like a premium cigar. 
Uh, you can also get the Lucy pre-roll pack, which contains 4.4 grams of marijuana that have been individually wrapped to foster communal smoking with ease. The four packs only $40. Now, uh, that's expensive. In case you don't know, I'm told that that's very expensive. Uh, but it comes in three different strengths, light, medium, and heavy. And uh, he has built a billion-dollar fortune in music and alcohol and art and real estate. Now he's entering into cannabis. And, uh, yeah, so thanks very much for those $50 joints. I think people will buy them. A uh, little quick note here. YouTube has uh, – not YouTube. Google. Google, YouTube, whoever. Uh, they are testing a dark mode for their desktop web search. You can see what it looks like here. Uh, they apparently are rolling it out. Some customers will see it. Not all of them will see it. Uh, and we don't know how long they're going to roll it out to everybody. But uh, yay, dark mode. Here's something that I found to be very interesting. Um, people are still complaining about the stream. What do you want me to do? You all want to come over to, to YouTube, then it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So yeah, Restream is having trouble, but I can't stop it. I can't stop the Restream. You can't. You just can't. Um, Reddit is buying the TikTok rival Dub Smash. I've never heard of Dub Smash. My guess is that you have also not heard of Dub Smash. Uh, but apparently they wanted it, not so much its audience, but they wanted its uh, video creation tools. It's clear that Reddit has, they've, they've, Reddit has had video embedding forever. But, uh, you know, they wanted, I think they wanted TikTok, um, you know, because TikTok is a big thing. Reddit's trying to move into this space, as anyone should be. I'm not on TikTok. Maybe I should be. I just think it's maybe not for me. Uh, but these video creation tools are going to be brought into Reddit. They're going to be available in Reddit. And they are going to be basically, I guess, letting Dubsmash exist as its still own company, but it'll be fully integrated into, uh, into Reddit. Um, now, here's a really cool article. This is an article by Dave Weiner, which talks about how uh, he and Adam Curry basically invented podcasting. It's a short article, uh, but it's just pretty interesting. I, I won't read it all here, but uh, he says back in 2000, um, he had a meeting with Adam Curry and they were in a hotel in Midtown on the West side in New York. And he said, um, he said when I, uh, they were talking, uh, with Adam, he and Adam were talking and he said that, um, that, you know, he had this idea. They had this idea. He said, when I got back home, I did what programmers do. I iterated and kept showing it to him saying, is this what you want? Is this how this new medium could work? And he said, eventually we got there and it was the invention and the creation of RSS. It was the key idea for podcasting. It made it all possible. And, uh, and so there you go. 20 years ago. So this is a little story, a background story of that. Speaking of podcasting, um, they're saying that podcasts are becoming the new medium of misinformation. And if you think about it, um, the running theme that I told you I was going to talk about uh, here a lot is censorship. Uh, so in addition to what we have with um, media companies like YouTube and Twitter and other places shutting people down or saying, oh, you said something that maybe isn't 100% 
kosher or that we don't agree with or it seems like misinformation and they're kind of policing that should they that's all separate conversation but um what uh what what i think this article is trying to point out and it's an article on the guardian is podcasting you pretty much unmoderated it's the one sort of safe place that you can be and i'm the founder of a podcast hosting company fireside.fm uh, if you want to host a podcast there, uh, that would be wonderful. Make me very happy. But we don't moderate anything. Now, if somebody complained to us and said, "Here's here's a case of hate speech," we would we would have to uh, we would have to to probably step in. We haven't knock on wood, haven't had to do that yet. But if people are saying things that maybe are not true or wrong or confusing, um. We're not policing that. And I'm sure that even if we did, which again, I'm not, you could find a place to host your show that wasn't. In fact, you could just go and host it. You could get a, some server and just throw your files there and manually manage your own RSS feed and no one could stop you. And if you're somebody as big as someone like Joe Rogan, and that's what this article is, is kind of talking about, um, you know, you can you can really say and do whatever you want. But here's what's interesting is now that Joe Rogan is on Spotify, they are censoring him. I really just wonder what's going to happen there in that space. Are they, um, uh, is he going to stay happy with that, with being censored, with being controlled? Uh, Dominic in the chat is saying that Dub Smash is actually older than TikTok. And there's other people who are saying that the stream looks great. And if they drop their rates uh, that it's looking better. So if you're seeing a lag or something, I guess drop down to 480 or 720. And this last article that I have here that I wanted to show you about, this was a giant rabbit hole for me. I was watching on um, Netflix. There's a show uh, there that I just watched called uh, Hillbilly Elegy, which was really good. I is a little predictable, but it's a true story. Uh, and the acting was great. Glenn Close completely embodies this different character. But in the background of one of these scenes that I was watching, they uh, they showed some of these ro robots. And so here's this picture. Look at this. If you were alive in the 70s or the 80s, certainly the 80s, these are all robots from the 80s, you've got to remember these robots. You can see in the back, there's the Omnibot 2000. You don't understand how badly I wanted this freaking robot. You don't understand how bad I wanted any of these robots, and I never got them. They were too expensive. We were pretty poor growing up, and I couldn't afford any of them. But here's a whole website that all is just about this guy's robot collection. Look at all these robots. Now, on this one here, I had, I did have some of these. Do you see this one right here that my mouse is over? If, you could, if you're watching, this guy right here, I had this one. It was the closest I could get to the Omnibot 2000. It was this little thing that I saved up for and I bought myself. And uh, But he has the most amazing... I don't know why he has any of these. I want this guy to send... Look how many he's got. It's perverse how many of these robots he has. I, I want one of these really bad. I did have a remote control R2-D2. But look at all these pictures of cool robots. This was one called the Hero Family of Robots. Do you remember these? I wanted this guy right here with the two eyes like that so bad. He, They were in movies and all kinds of stuff. But look at these. Do you remember the robot that was in Rocky II? The giant robot that was walking around that that was like bringing him out drinks and stuff? And these, the reality was these robots didn't do a damn thing. 
they could barely do anything. They could like play a cassette or something. And that was about it. Like play a cassette tape and like maybe you could remote control them to walk somewhere. Uh, and they sucked, but it didn't matter. I wanted one of these things so bad. I was obsessed with them. But uh, anyway, that's all I've got for you today. Uh, if you want me to read your little ad on the air for 10 or 15 bucks, just DM me on Twitter. I'm at Dan Benjamin or uh, email me Dan at 5x5.tv. Uh, but I'll be back here same time tomorrow with some uh, news and hopefully some entertainment for you. And I hope that uh, you guys have enjoyed the show. Don't forget, 